It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. The Orlando Magic stand pat at the trade deadline. Why it's time for this team to get the job done, the faith Orlando's put into this young roster, and how they've delayed the big questions for the offseason. We'll get to that on today's episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Magic today is February 9th, 2024. My name is Philip Ross from Mike. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at PhilipRR underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, the Orlando Magic do defeat the San Antonio Spurs in a rollicking fun good time. But why that game is actually the statement the Magic needed to make that they were right to stand pat at the trade deadline. We'll recap what the Magic did not do at the deadline and why they did not do it. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. First, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. The Orlando Magic decided to stand pat at the trade deadline. For the first time in Jeff Weltman's tenure as president of basketball operations of the team, there were no deals made at the trade deadline. Orlando stuck to the roster that they had. And we could go through all the cliches. We could go through all the th- things that that can be said. And, and some of them are good points. Some of them are cliches. It obviously takes two teams to make a deal. Uh, this Magic team is one that is focused on its long-term future as much as its short-term short-term gains. Um, this is a team that is full of young players who have not gone through this process before. It is a team that is still kind of allowing their young players to figure things out and make some mistakes. At the end of the day, while the Magic do have some very severe needs and the Magic do have things that they need to resolve and, 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 and they have delayed those things once again, this is a Magic team that is in a very, very tricky spot. And I hope I conveyed this during the run-up to the trade deadline. And, and maybe I didn't do it clear enough, or maybe just the results of clear, you know, maybe I'm trying to justify the results of, of what happened. But it was going to be very tough to make a trade for this Magic team. Because A, 
Orlando's buying. They want to get better. But B, they didn't have a lot to offer. You know, could Gary Harris and a couple first-round picks gotten them Buddy Heald? Absolutely. You know, what, what Buddy Heald went for was probably less than I expected, but the Magic would have to ask themselves, do we want to keep Buddy Heald? Do we want to sign him beyond the season? Do we want to pay what it's going to cost to keep him? That might very well be the same question for Tyus Jones, who did not get moved on deadline day, quite surprisingly. That might be a, a lot of the same questions for a lot of the players. Insert your favorite player that got moved at the deadline that you're asking yourself, why couldn't the Magic have made that move? Maybe Markel Fultz wasn't someone the Magic were willing to give up at this point or willing to trade at this point. Or they didn't get enough immediate return for him. Maybe the Magic weren't willing to tr- aren't as willing to trade first round picks as we think they might they they might or should be. Maybe they feel that the market to trade players will be better in the offseason. Regardless, Orlando has found itself in this really really interesting spot. They are a playoff team. Like you know, I had some people text me or like, "What are the Magic doing? They didn't get better. They're not a playoff team." I'm like, no, 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 guys, calm down. The Hawks didn't do anything. You know, the Bulls didn't do anything. Yeah, the Heat got Terry Rozier. Yeah, the Pacers got OG Ananobi. But this Magic team is right there with them. And frankly, there is no reason to think that will not be the case. The Magic will be in the play-in tournament at least, and probably in the 7-8 game, but barring a huge collapse in these final 30 games. The Magic are five, standings-wise. Could they have used a little bit of a boost to help them ensure they get to the six seed? Sure. But that's never been the goal. The Magic aren't looking for a sugar high, as as Jeff Waltman put it back in 2019 and 2020. This isn't the destination. This is part of the journey. And if the Magic felt like they couldn't get someone that was going to help them to the next step of the journey, not just this part of the journey, but the next step and the step after that, then a deal wasn't there to be had. Now, we can't sit here and pretend to know everything that was going on or everything that the Magic pursued. There's reporting that the Magic were active in discussions. You could take that at face value or you cannot. I, you know, like, frankly, who knows? Who knows what's real? It's the deadline. Crazy stuff is said and crazy stuff happens. But the Magic opted or chose to stay with who they have, to stay with this team. And of course, we'll, we'll talk about how this team's going to have that opportunity to finish the job. But they chose their continuity. They chose this group. And they chose that, frankly, what was out there was not good enough for them. We can debate that. And again, we're, we're operating without full information. So who knows? But very clearly, the Magic have punted on some questions or delayed some questions that do need to be answered. At the end of the day, the Magic do feel the schedule is getting set to open up for them. You know, 19 of their final 31 games are at the Kia Center, including tonight, including Thursday's game against San Antonio Spurs. They have the easiest remaining schedule by opponent, by opponent win percentage in the league. They know there are opportunities. And yes, as much as we can knock on wood to say this, they're the healthiest they have been all season. Knowing all of that, knowing that that path is opening up, knowing that 
This season at its core is still about growth and development and experiencing this winning run. The Magic decided this wasn't the time to make a, a huge change. This wasn't the time to make a push. Or the Magic weren't willing to make those changes quite yet. That doesn't mean they won't. And, and I look, I will say this unequivocally because I know I tend to, I know my approach to these things is, is not to come in with a hot take to justify, you know, reason and, and discuss. That's, that, that's how I operate. And again, like, I, I'm not begrudging you your anger here. I think there's, there's plenty of reasons to believe that the Magic should have gone, should have pushed some chips in and should have tried to make more out of this season. I, I think that's absolutely true. But let me be unequivocal about this. This season is as far as this team's going to go. We'll talk about what's been building up and, and, and how they showed that uh, uh, in Thursday's game, but we know this team has very severe and very clear weaknesses. They need shooting desperately. They need shooting from their guard spot desperately. They probably need some veterans who have been there and know how to calm a team down desperately. And the Magic didn't answer any of these questions, obviously. Now, perhaps a playoff series will full or further reveal what they need. Maybe the Magic are waiting for that experience. Instead of committing assets and committing a few, a committing part and mortgaging part of their future to say, okay, we know we need X because, th- because this killed us in the playoffs. Maybe they're waiting to get that proof of concept or proof of, of what they need before they commit. It's a little more conservative. It's a little conservative. That's, you know, I, I know I've been preaching that and I've been saying repeatedly, like, look, this team doesn't really know what they need until they get to a playoff series. I think that holds water. It's not aggressive. And I get people wanting to be aggressive because this team is special. This team, at its very beginning stages still, this team can accomplish something in the playoffs. They can be a team that makes a statement. And so, yeah, it's it's a bit of mixed emotions that the Magic stood pat, pat at the deadline. It did feel like this was an opportunity to begin addressing needs and to begin acting like a winning team. I'm not going to sit here and deny this. The winning window is open. The Magic have an all-star in Paolo Bancaro. They have another young player in Franz Wagner. Franz Wagner will be in the last year of his rookie contract next year. In 2026, they're, and the, for the 2026 season, they're going to have to pay him. And that changes the calculus. That changes the math a little bit. So time is ticking. And the Magic, I don't want to say have wasted a year, because I think they've accomplished a lot, or they've, they're set to accomplish a lot this year, but... They've got to figure out how fast this thing can go. And sometimes that means pushing it a little bit, not overzealously, but pushing it a little bit. That anger is righteous. That anger is correct. But the magic didn't decide that. And frankly, like my approach to things, I don't want to talk about what didn't happen. I don't want to talk about missed opportunities that this team may or may not have because we don't know. We don't know what was on the table, who Jeff Weltman was calling, what deals he turned down, what ideas they pitched that got knocked down. We don't know. What we do know is 
this is the group we have. And as I've said throughout the course of the year, despite their shortcomings, they are more than capable of winning. We're going to talk about how this Magic team now has this incredible responsibility to finish the job and how they showed a little bit of what they could do in Thursday's win over the Spurs. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick word from our friends over at eBay Motors. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Basketball host Josh Lloyd to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. Whether you're prepping for a daily draft or scouting the waiver wire every week, we're going to provide you players who are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So let's see who Josh has picked out for us this week uh, and our uh, for this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the week. Okay. The guy that I like on this list is a guy that Orlando fans are going to be very, very familiar with. He's finally getting his opportunity. And with Kelly Olynyk and Simone Fontecchio off the roster, give Taylor Hendricks a look. Maybe not this week. I, you know, I think he's still kind of getting into the rhythm of the NBA, but Taylor Hendricks is about to get a big opportunity. The former UCF Knight is a top 10 pick he could find a larger role down the stretch of the season for the Jazz with Fontecchio and Olenek gone. They've opened the pathways for him to play, something I thought the Magic might do in trying to trade Gary Harris um, to, to give us some playing time to Caleb Houston or Jed Howard, but maybe that's just a very rebuild way of thinking rather than a winning way of thinking. On the Magic side of things, I'll make my pick. I think you should definitely be looking at Franz Wagner. Another 30-point game on Thursday with all the attention on Paolo Bancaro as an all-star. Franz Wagner is starting to pick up two 30-point games this week. Franz Wagner is starting to look like he did before the injury. Remember, before his injury, he was dropping 30-point games regularly. Franz Wagner is someone to watch for the Orlando Magic. Josh Lloyd from Locked On Fantasy Basketball is going to help you win your fantasy championship at eBay Motors. Knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. It's the same with your vehicle. With more than 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof rack, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Don't forget that the Locked On Podcast Network has launched your first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. And now you can also find it on Amazon Fire TV. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Find the Locked On Sports Today channel now on Amazon Fire TV. Mo Wagner at various points in the season, and he's provided some great perspective on this. Mo Wagner at various points in the season has said, this season is not about this season. Uh, and look, when I say that, I mean, I'm looking forward. When I when I say this season is not about this season, and I'm paraphrasing, he's actually said that, but um, when I say this season is not about the season, I'm looking forward. I'm saying like, look, whatever the Magic do this season is about what it means moving forward for the next two, four, two to four seasons at least. 
When Mo Wagner is thinking this, he's saying he's looking backward. He's saying this season is really the culmination of growth that's come over the last three seasons. And if you're thinking, why did the Magic not make a trade? Some of it does come down to continuity and consistency is a central tenet of this rebuild. You know, Jamal Mosley spoke about it. Players on this roster know their roles, know the expectations, know what coaches are talking about. There, there is nothing really lost in translation. While there's a lot of youthful mistakes and there, there have been some ups and downs, as you expect with a young team, the team's commitment to each other and to this idea, this project, have not wavered. And, you know, I think this team is strong enough to bring someone into the fold and, 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 and bring them into that culture. There is something to be said that the Magic are willing and believe in, the front office believes the same things all the players seem to believe. All the players seem to believe that they are capable of winning the same, of, of delivering a playoff berth, of making the postseason. All the players seem to believe that they are capable of doing it all. That's a powerful thing. I, I, I really do believe that. Like what this team is signaling to its players, what this team is telling its players is really, really powerful. They're telling them, we believe that the thing that you have built over the last two to three years, that you guys get to see it through. Because the real, the, you know, the huge criticism of Jeff Waldman is, is the continuity thing. That they're essentially bringing back the same roster year after year after year. Well, you know, I don't think, I think major change is on the way. Don't get me wrong. Like, I, I do think the Magic do have to find an answer at point guard uh, this summer. They have to find some shooting. They cannot bring the same roster back. It, it, it's clearly got flaws that even internal development's not going to fix. There are external things that this team needs that they do not have on the roster. I, I'm not, I'm not ignoring that. I'm not denying that. I'm expecting change this offseason. But I'm not expecting wholesale change. This isn't a team that's gonna move four, five, six guys and upend half the rotation. They're gonna layer on the next piece, the next element. It's like a cake. They, they, they got the, the base, the foundation, and now they're just layering on the icing or putting on the next layer of the cake. The, the previous part isn't gone. That's what they're doing. That's the foundation they're building upon. And so really the, the, the statement that the Magic have made now is that we're going to give this, this group, this team, a chance to finish the job. As our friend Cody Rhodes would say, they're here to finish the story. Maybe not that big, um, but they're here to get to the playoffs, to prove that the foundation that they have built can reach the postseason. And, and, and you can tell, you can tell throughout the whole season, everybody's invested in this. There is no one that does not believe in what they're doing, how they're doing it, or that they can do it. That's hard to, to, to fake. That's hard to ingrain. That's hard to bring in. The Magic aren't going to sit here and or the Magic aren't relying on someone else picking that up quickly. 
They know they have it already. And like I said, I, I truly believe that despite their shortcomings, they have the ability to win playoff games. Maybe not a series, but they have enough to win these regular season games. They have enough to compete in the playoffs. Yeah, those shortcomings are eventually going to be their undoing. But they have enough. And when they get rolling, when they're playing the way they know they're capable of playing, they are world beaters. Their problem has been inconsistency, which is what happens with young teams, and especially with 500 teams. That's why they're 500 teams. They're better, they're good more nights than not, but they struggle. They learn. They grow. And the Magic are happy to let this thing keep growing. The next question then becomes, how does this team reward that faith? How does this team take that response? Because, you know, Franz Wagner was asked about the trade deadline after tonight's, after Thursday's game. And he said, you know, it, 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 it does feel good to know that the front office believes in this group intact as it is that they can get the job done. And now it's on them to go out and play. Now it's on them to take advantage of this quote unquote weak schedule, this home heavy schedule. Jalen Suggs echoed the same thing on the Bally Sports uh, Florida interview after the game. That, you know, it, it means, it, it, it resonates in that locker room. They've trusted each other. They've built this over the last three years. And now the front office is saying, go finish it. Go make the playoffs together. This could be the last time a lot of these guys are on the roster. Like, again, I'm not going to sit here and deny that. I'm not going to sit here and say, I expect them to, Resign Markel Fultz. Like, I love Markel to death. We all do. But very clearly, there's some weaknesses and there's some concerns there. And so now it's it, it's it's up to the magic. It's up to these players to get the job done, to reward this faith. And in doing so, the magic will decide, okay, this player can stay, this player works, this player stepped up to the plate. Or this player didn't. This player struggled in this role. This player struggled here. If we want to get where we need to go, we need to bring someone in. Everything's always constant evaluation. This is the NBA. Everything's constant evaluation. And and, and deadline day is another point to really evaluate things. And at the end of the day, like, let's take a step back from it all. As much as the Magic still need to improve, They have come a long way already. And unless something that they do is going to meaningfully improve the roster, not just for this year, but for the next four years, it's probably not worth doing yet. Because this group has come a long way. This group has a top five defense. This group has put themselves in a great spot heading into the play, heading into the postseason, heading into the straight stretch run, heading into an easier schedule that the Magic have been waiting for all year. I, I you could go back and listen to my pod on in August. I'm sure I said then, and I've repeated several times since. All the Magic had to do was get to the All Star break, and then the schedule opens up for them to make a serious run. That serious run is happening, guys. They've won four of their last five games. You know they've. They've got some tough opponents coming up at a four-game homestand heading to the All-Star break. They have a chance to really build momentum. They're a half game behind Indiana for six. It's not like they're out of accomplishing their major goal of making the playoffs. And now 
the responsibility is wholly on them, though. The front office has thrown their hands up and said, prove it to us. Finish the story. Finish the goal. Get there. Prove it. And it's on this team now to finish the job and show them that they don't need as much as they think. We haven't talked much about Thursday's game. There's not much to say, but we'll recap it and talk about the box score. We'll get to that as the Orlando Magic defeat the San Antonio Spurs and make a big statement as well. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick word from our friends over at Nissan. Are you the kind of driver who likes to push things a little further? Ever wonder what adventure could be around the next corner? Our friends at Nissan have a lineup of SUVs with the capabilities to take your adventure to the next level. The 2024 Nissan Rogue is perfect for city drives and great escapes. Class exclusive built-in is your always is your always updating assistant to call on almost anything. Gone are the days of connecting your phone, Google Assistant, Google Maps, and Google Play Store are built right into the 12.3-inch HD touchscreen infotainment system. The 2024 Rogue is the perfect midsize crossover for your next adventure. You can also check out the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder. It has room up to eight, an expansive cargo capacity, and advanced available 4x4 capability. With 284 horsepower and up to 6,000 pounds of towing, what Adventure calls the Pathfinder is there to answer. Take the Nissan Rogue, the Nissan Pathfinder, or the Nissan Armada and go find your next big adventure. Shop Nissan USA. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Berea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Berea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Berea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Orlando Magic came back home from their road trip and got right back to work, defeating the San Antonio Spurs 127 to 111. Um, I want to start here first. Uh, I want to start here. Um, the Magic made a statement to this game. Um, you know, it, it was a big game, sellout crowd. Coming back home after disappointing loss, the Magic seemed to really take a lot of the lessons from the road trip to heart. They got off to a great start. They scored the first nine points of the game. They led wire to wire. Led by as much as 23. They answered runs. They challenged Victor Wembenyama. Like they they played a, a mostly excellent game. Um, and look, life is easy when you're making shots. And the Magic are a much better shooting team at home. They made 16 of 27 three-pointers. Um, that made up for missing a lot of free throws. 
Um, they shot 59.8% from floor. They, you know, even their bad quarter, they scored 37 points. Um, we'll get to that in a minute. Orlando played really, really well. And, and honestly, like 39 is uh sorry, 34 assists on 49 makes. They they played exactly how they want to play. If if the magic front office put their faith in this group to play really well the rest of the season. The magic showed that they can reward that faith. Now, granted, it's a San, it's San Antonio. They're not a great team. The magic picked them on a back-to-back. They, they picked them apart. And, you know, they played with their food a little bit, but the magic largely took care of business. They uh, held them to 44 points. They went on a 19-4 to run at the end of the first half to take a 17-point lead. The game was really academic for the most part. Now, the only big issue was... They gave up 41 points in the third quarter. They let the lead go from 23 back down to 10. Um, but credit where's credits due, Orlando snapped back to attention. They won the fourth quarter, 29-26, pulled away for the win. It was, it was a really nice team win. It was a good energizing win in front of the home crowd. Everybody was loving it. You know, they made Victor Wembanyama look like a rookie. Um, he had 15 points on six for 12 shooting. That's that's what he looks like as a rookie. Mo Wagner was able to push him around. Wendell Carter was really physical with him. It was a great night. Uh, this is a good way for the Magic to play. They were re- they were really good guys. Like they were really good. Um, so there's not a lot to complain about. And, and don't you know? Don't complain. Like there was there, this was a strong game and a strong effort from this Magic team. A lot to really love about this team. Franz Wagner led the way with 34 points. Uh, shot 13 of 17, three for four from beyond the arc. Four for uh, five for five from the foul line. So got the line for five free throws. Good for him. Seven rebounds, seven assists, one turnover. Did have two blocks as well. After a bad game in Miami, Franz was really good just getting downhill. You know, he stepped through. He, he got whatever shot he wanted. He really keyed that second quarter run. He was just great. And again, like, it, it, I hate doing this because I, I don't like putting down other NBA teams. Everyone's going through their own thing. San Antonio's struggling. They're not a great team. They got talent. Like Devin Vassell had 30, uh, 23 of his 30 in the third quarter. Did not score in the first half, but, you know, had a big game. They, they, the Magic took care of their business like they did in, in San Antonio. Franz was just constant pressure on the basket. He was great finishing around when Benyama. The Spurs didn't know what to do with him. And so it was just pick, pick what you want to do. Like it was him, pick what you want to do. It was Paolo, pick what you want to do. Paolo only 16 points on 7 for 12 shooting. Five rebounds, six assists. He had a really nice game. He didn't score a lot, but he had a really, really nice game. Was willing to take a backseat, feed the ball to Franz, let him cook. Franz cooked that defense up, and and eventually, you know, the, the Paolo still got his spots, but it was a good game to, to ease off Paolo a little bit. He played only 31 minutes in this game. Jalen Suggs, a really nice bounce back game, 17 points, six for 11 shooting, three for six from deep, three rebounds, two assists for him. Uh, Love the way that he played, you know, brought some great defensive pressure. Uh, especially early in the game, made made his threes. Again, everyone looks better when you make your threes. Jalen Suggs was making shots. It, it feels like it's been a while since we had a big Jalen Suggs game like this. So to see him feeding off the Kia Center crowd was great. You know, he he loves he loves that building. The building loves him. Um, it, it, it was a good outing for him. Um, off the bench, Mo Wagner, 11 points, 4 for 9 shooting. Only, you know, a really solid game for Mo. Um, had some trouble with Wembenyama. There was some, some back and forth with them, but... Generally, I thought did a great job. You know, again, just willing to be physical, willing to to get in under the under the rookie, 
um, you know, made the rookie uncomfortable. You know, Wembenyama was not attacking the basket very much, not posting up a lot. Got to give a lot of credit to the Magic's post defenders for getting underneath him, pushing him off his spot, challenging his shots, and, and making him a jump shooter. And, and that, that that's honestly right now how you beat him. Um, Cole Anthony, uh, a really nice game, finally kind of breaking out of a little bit of shooting funk. Hopefully he can do it again on Saturday. 12 points, 5 for 7 shooting, 2 for 2 from 3 uh, for, for Cole Anthony. Uh, just really, really solid, solid game. Again, just did, you know, has those floater games. So the floater's just not going in right now, but was able to hit his shots. And that obviously goes a really long way. Delano Magic again, shoot 59.8% from the floor, 16 for 27 from three. Again, those three point attempts are low, but you know, when they make them like this, it, 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 it makes up for a lot, makes up for a lot of mistakes. The Magic really staked their lead in the first half off their three point shooting. I was a little concerned about that because I thought San Antonio was starting to pick up some steam. That proved to be correct, but Orlando didn't stop missing. Like they, they stopped making, they made shots in the third quarter. So even though their defense was atrocious in that quarter, they were able to get, they were able to keep up. And, and again, that probably saved the game for this team. And again, down, 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 up only 10, the magic snapped back to attention. They got the details down. They locked down defensively, extended back out to 16. And again, it was just really no threat from there. Uh, San Antonio was led scoring by Devin Vassell with 30 points. He had all 30 in the second half. Victor Wembenyama, 15. Trey Jones, 10. A couple guys off the bench. Blake Wesley had 10. Zach Collins at 12. Keldon Johnson at 12. But San Antonio, they shoot 51.9% from Florida, 11.35 from three. The mysteries really, really killed them. They were not a great three-point shooting team. They didn't get the line enough to make up for the Magic. Uh, the Magic's great shooting as well. The Orlando Magic defeat the, the San Antonio Spurs 127-111. to Again, a big statement. This was how the Magic want to play. They led with their defense. They moved the ball. This is Magic basketball. Keep this feeling. Keep it up against Chicago on Saturday. That's why this team stuck with this group because they, they believe that they can do this more often than not and that they'll build in confidence as the season concludes. This was a game that rewarded the Magic's faith in them uh, and, and in the front office. And we'll see if that can continue. But that's good to do for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at, you can find me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. Subscribe to the podcast, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, your tune in, Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all of them is on the podcast to your podcast enabled device. You can, of course, find us as well on YouTube. Just search for Locked on Magic or YouTube.com slash at Locked on Magic. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can follow us on Twitter at OMagicDaily. And of course, be sure to check out my Patreon page, the Orlando Magic Hub. You can find that at patreon.com slash Orlando Magic Hub for extra content. I'll be going into the Magic salary cap sheet, what they look like heading into the offseason now that the trade deadline's passed. Uh, you, that'll be up uh, at some point tomorrow. That'll be Patreon exclusive for now. Um, so definitely check that out, patreon.com slash Orlando Magic Hub. I want to thank, uh, I had some, I, I was walking around the concourse a little bit uh, for the game, visiting visiting some, some uh, family from out of town that were at the game. Um, I want to thank uh, a couple people who, who stopped by and said hi. If you ever see me at games, feel free to stop by and say hi. I appreciate hearing from all of you. Uh, good to know that people listen. Uh, sometimes that sometimes you always you know those hit counters. You know you don't always know, but I truly appreciate. I want to take a moment to say I truly appreciate all of you who listen, all of you who comment, all of you who engage. I am I am literally here to be an open book. I want to be available for all of you. Um, so if you ever see me at games. Feel free to stop by, say hi. I will say hi back, give you some appreciation, give you some love, um, and, and I'm giving that love here as well. So appreciate all of you as well. 
On our next episode of Locked on Magic, we'll recap the Magic's big game Saturday night against the Chicago Bulls. That should be in your, your inbox a Saturday night, Sunday morning. But until then, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Ross and Reich. We'll see you all again for our, we'll see you all again for our next episode of Locked on. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.